Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lost Talk Radio. You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 172nd episode of the Joe Mays and JRF Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, alongside of me, co-host JRF. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, plenty, plenty to talk about. I, I know uh, last show's last week's show uh, went went pretty well, and got to talk about uh, some of the some of the topics that we're going to kind of hit on again. Um, but uh, there's a lot, a lot to talk about. Uh, about on tonight's topic yeah we're going to talk again uh, nfl draft and it's just dominating the topics uh in uh, the studio here uh, and with most of the people that we interact with uh in the sports world the focus is on the nfl draft i know baseball just started and there's a lot of baseball purists out there that probably get frustrated this time of year that the focus isn't necessarily all on the diamond at least in the the wide range that is uh sports medium personalities but the the NFL draft is just another one of the things that the NFL has locked down, you know, part of their off season. Essentially there is no real NFL off season until the draft has completed, you know, we're talking May and then you roll through maybe some slow time in May, June and into July. But then when the calendar turns to July, even though it's not until the end of the month, everyone's excited for training camps to open. So the NFL really has maybe a two-month down period, at least in the fans' eyes, when, um, you know, NBA and NHL playoffs take center stage, and then you get into the uh, the meat of the MLB season. Uh, but then right after the All-Star break, you know, that lull that we have in July where there's literally no sports going on for a couple of days because the MLB's at, at their All-Star break. And, you know, that's when the ESPN has their SB awards. But there's actually nothing, literally nothing to watch on TV, at least in terms of the four professional sports that are huge in the United States. July is still the best month. July is still the best month. <laughs> no, no, no. I think we've established that October is generally the best sports month of the year. Uh, but, you know, here in April, maybe you expect us to talk baseball, but we want to talk what's going to get um, people listening to the show. And as we were just looking at the analytics say that football by and large is what gets people to listen to our show. Maybe not always tune in live, but on demand and the archive on blog talk radio, Ustream, and the podcast that's posted on iTunes. Overwhelmingly it's the shows that when we talk football, that's what's getting people to listen. And last week's show is a you know key example. I, I want to say it was because you weren't here and that people decided <laughs> to tune in, but I, I know it's because we had an NFL draft expert on with us who's starting to make a name for himself out there as, as a scout. Um, you know, we had Kyle Krabs on from NDT scouting and it was a great show, answered a lot of questions. And a thing we wrapped up with at the end 
there where we did kind of our own mock draft live simulations. Uh, we were only able to get through part of it, the Eagles. That's going to carry over into this show. So that's what we're going to focus on is the NFL draft. And we're going to run a fan speaks on the clock simulator. We're going to talk about briefly about the Eagles, just to touch on it with you here, but then we're going to move on to some of the other teams that I know, uh, you know, our regional audience uh, enjoys hearing about, including the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. Yeah, and like you said, uh, you know, looking at, you know, the the numbers, um, we're we're just giving the people what they want, right? <laughs> football, football, football. And let's be honest, there's not a whole lot to talk about baseball-wise for us anyway, so we're just going to pretend like it's not happening. Right. <laughs> As Phillies fans, you know, we got you – know, this is the way the season's going to go. They're going to lose five, win one game. We'll be like, yay, and then they'll lose again the next day, which just happened as they won yesterday, lost today after losing, what was it, five or six in a row. Yep. So, yeah, pretty much what we expected. Uh, we really hope that they don't hit the 100 L. Uh, that would be bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we're we're hoping to get close to 70 wins, but – Man, uh, it's going to be a fight to get there. We can see that. Offense pretty putrid. Uh, starting pitching has been inconsistent and pretty bad so far. Uh, we did talk about it, though. You know, we know, I know it's double A, but, um, you know, you and I, with it being very local, uh, you know, the Reading Fighting Phils now, uh, the double A affiliate of the Phillies, you know, they've been off to, um, you know, they've had some of the prospects that had a good start to the season. So, um, you know, I think hopefully we'll be able to at least – uh, keep some optimism for, you know, down the road. Obviously, that's not going to help the, the big league team this year, but um, hopefully down the road we, we have that, um, you know, to look forward to. Okay, I hate to break in uh, here I, I, with breaking I, I news, think I know it. but this literally just came across our Twitter feed. If you're not uh, following us, if you can follow us on Twitter, Joe Mays and JRAP, we put out show reminders and try to interact a bit with our, our followers on there. Um, but Jay Glazer from Spock, Fox Sports has just posted a tweet that says the Eagles are planning to bring in Tim Tebow and sign him tomorrow as they begin their offseason program. Championship. <laughs> so now, uh, you know, gone are Foles and McCoy and uh, Macklin in well, Bradford, Murray, and now Tim Tebow. Hey, Tim Tebow has more playoff wins than, than McCoy <laughs> does. Right. This is true. This is true. Wow. Um I don't have much to say about that. I really don't think that Chip Kelly is actually going to go into the season with expecting much out of Tim Tebow, but no, if they want to see what he's got. Could he end up being your third quarterback? Why not? You have him somewhere else at like tight end where you let Casey go this year. And it's an added element that that he's used in his system before. Yeah, right. And, you know, he, there's no way if things go according to plan, Tim Tebow is going to be the starter for the Eagles come the start of the season. That's not going to happen. People will freak out over this. And and that's fine. They can. And I kind of like this because people are going to lose their minds. Over yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> people are going to lose their minds. And they're going to lose their minds even more because of Chip Kelly and the yep. Eagles. Um, and that kind of leads us right into what we were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Today. I mean. But I let, let's kind of look at this piece before we get into this. Has Matt Barkley done anything to show that he deserves to be the third quarterback over a guy like Tim Tebow? I'm not saying Tim Tebow has a future as a starter in the NFL because I I don't think he does anymore. Um, but can he compete and be the third who can at least give you options somewhere else in an offense? Matt Barkley is not going to be active for most games. Right. He's taking up a spot on the roster and he's not active. And if he is active, that's because your first quarterback got like knocked out of the game. You know, and your second quarterback probably got hurt. Um, 
So I don't think, you know, in terms of having him around, it's kind of like, I, I hate to say this because I have nothing against Matt Barkley. And he's really, man, you want to talk about a guy that should have come out a year earlier. Not that I don't know it would have worked out any better for him. He would have been a top 10 been a, pick. Right. He was going to be one of the, maybe the top quarterback. He fell in the fourth round? Yeah. I mean. Ouch. So I don't, I don't blame Chip Kelly for this. People are going to go nuts. And, again, I'm just going to preach that in Chip we trust for now. Why not? You, you have to. In four you minutes, the Jay Glazer scoop has over 1,100 retweets. <laughs> It's just the power of Tim Tebow. The power of Tebow compels you. <laughs> so, yeah, here we are. All right, we're going to talk NFL draft. We're going to start about a little bit with the Eagles. But before we do that, um, you know, we just want to mention that this is an interactive show. We love to uh, have your take on whatever we're talking about. If you just want to give us a comment, a suggestion, a question, or if you want to rip a, a, over apart what we're talking about, you know, it's all game. There's a m- multiple ways that you can contact us, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, like Joey said, we'd love to have your take on any of the things we're talking about, whether it's the breaking news or the draft uh, talk that we'll talk about. Um, you can email the show using the Maze Sanders Shop inbox um, at JoeMazeAndJRAF at gmail.com. Again, JoeMazeAndJRAF at gmail.com. Um, you can also call the show uh, using the Maze Sandwich Shop inbox or sorry, the Mays Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. We're also all over social media. Like Joey said, we had the Twitter page pulled up and got some of that breaking news. I think it came across on your phone at the same time. But, um, you know, so you can get in touch with us there as well. Uh, does that seat feeling warm? A L- little rusty there. I don't know, my dad's like well, sniping. He's ready well, to jump right if, in. If the editor would have had the phone number up for me, I wouldn't have had to look across the studio. Uh, yeah, excuses, excuses. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Facebook and Twitter, that's where we are active most of the time, especially on <laughs> Facebook at this moment. Um, we're going to start flushing out our Google Plus page. And we also have a, an archive on uh, not only iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, but the podcast. Um, is available on iTunes, but we also put these Ustream video uh, shows up on YouTube. So you can find any of our old shows dating back a couple months now. Um, you know, if you want to tackle or rip apart anything we predicted, you can find all that on, on YouTube. So, all right. I think quickly before um, we dive into the NFL draft talk, I'm going to geek out here a little bit and a <laughs> nice little segue into the, uh, the images we're going to use while we talk about teams. Um, is if you might have heard that there's this movie coming out this year that I'm pretty stoked about, um, and you know there's little 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 bit of information coming out recently, and I think we're gonna move right along and take a little gander at this because um, if you haven't seen it, you you really need to. What's this?
Yeah, so that's kind of a big deal in my life. And I just figured we'd point it out. It's been actually blowing up all over uh, Twitter and not just when I'm on my personal account, which I follow pretty much anything and everything that I enjoy, but also when I'm working on the Draft Tech Twitter account, I see NFL draft people talking about it. So the, it's kind of one of those things that I remember when the prequels were first coming back way back in 1999, you know, and I'm this nerdy um let's see i would have been in eighth ninth grade at the time and uh you know the the popular kids in school started talking about like no you don't get to take this from us (laughs) this is our thing you do not get to jump on board now but now you're seeing that it's you know prevalent through a wide variety of things i never thought i'd see mentioning it um but the uh disney has done no wrong in my terms of what they've done with the Star Wars franchise to date and this uh second teaser and then the additional one that came out today for a separate film um the uh if you're a disney stockholder you're probably going to be made um pretty happy over the coming years because well almost three years ago when lucasfilm was sold to disney for four billion dollars you probably were like that's a lot of money (laughs) how are they gonna work Uh, trust me it's in good hands you're gonna be fine so um we're going to actually use that. That's not just some random thing we're throwing in here. As we talk about these teams, there was another viral um, imaging uh, circulating the webs this week, and NFL.com picked it up. So we might as well bring it back. We used it last year on our show for May the 4th, which was completely Star Wars themed because of May the 4th be with you and all that um, geeky nonsense that we, uh, that, that we love so much. Uh, but these started making the rounds. I think they might have been updated a little bit, and they uh, they appear much better. So as we talk about the teams and their NFL draft uh, scenarios, we're going to pull up the uh, Star Wars-inspired helmets. Um, and, of course, first we're going to be talking about the Eagles, and the Star Wars helmet for the Eagles is pretty awesome, I might say. I think uh, it's the best one. The, the uh, Degabay Yodas take, place, uh, take over the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and it's a pretty cool design, I must say. So we'll start with them and focus on them here. Um, probably just do one for them, not too many since we talked about it, or I talked about it with Kyle last week. So, again, this is fanspeak.com's on-the-clock mock draft simulator. We're going to do three rounds because those are generally the picks that people are most interested in. We're going to use their composite big boards, which means they take their 8, 9, 10 big boards, you know, crunch the numbers and come up with a consensus big board. Uh, some of them that the site uses is uh, – Draft Tech, the site I work for, NDT Scouting, Kyle Krabs' site, and a couple other that you'd be very familiar with if you are um, at all interested in the NFL draft. If not, we're doing it all for you, and we're going to talk about the top prospects available and what how the draft could shake out for these teams that uh, you, know, you, the listeners, are interested in. So we'll do one with the Eagles right now, and uh, let's get to it. Let's draft. Now, the Eagles have the 20th overall pick. Uh, if they don't move. And obviously we're not simulating any trades. This is just straight. What would happen if, uh, you know, the first 19 picks are played out, what could the board look like? So we're going here now. The guy we talked about beforehand, Randy Gregory, he just went 13th to the saints. Uh, the dolphins pick at number 14 there. They took interestingly enough, Alvin Dupree. That's an interesting selection for the uh, computer to make there for the dolphins, but we'll get them a little bit later. Now, one of the guys that I'm really high on went to the Browns at 19, Eric Kendricks. I don't think the Eagles would be shopping for him, especially since they have Michael Kendricks and the recently added Kiko Alonso. Uh, some of the big names left on the board for the Eagles at pick number 20 in the first round is cornerback Marcus Peters, who I discussed last year or last week with Kyle Krabs uh, from NDT Scouting. Um, Eagles could use secondary help. 
There's also some uh, defensive Peter's linemen and Peter Oregon one, defensive linemen. Peter's the one that has off the field. Kicked issues. off from yeah. Washington squad, yes. Yeah. Uh. Um, uh, uh, running back Todd Gurley, who just had his medical recheck. Everything seems to be okay coming off that ACL tear, but do the Eagles really need a running back? Um, you know, another defensive lineman, Eddie Goldman. And then you're going to come to a couple guys here, um, you know, the three of the next four. And depending on um, their view, actually, probably six or seven, the next seven are interesting ones for the Eagles. First off being wide receiver Jalen Strong, offensive lineman Cameron Irving, cornerback Kevin Johnson, two offensive linemen and TJ Clemmings from Pitt and Andres Pete from Stanford, and then Eli Harold, a rush linebacker from Virginia. And you throw in one more, we might as well say cornerback, cornerback Byron Jones or Jalen Collins. Those are all guys that I think if the board plays out this way, the Eagles would comp- would consider at 20. Now, is there one guy on there that you'd be interested in or a position that you think if this is the way it plays out, this is who they should they should take? I I don't really know. Uh, Clemmings from Pitt kind of sticks out. I saw a couple of their games this year, um, usually rooting against them. But um, – <laughs> Their their offensive line it was it was interesting. They were able to run the ball. Um, now was that due to the running back or the line? Usually it's both. Um, but again, you know Pitt has underachieved the last few years. Um, so I don't I don't really know. You know, obviously someone else is going to have to be the talent evaluator on that. But like I'm interested in uh, you know assuring up offensive linemen because. Um, you know, having guys that can fit into that offensive scheme on the offensive line. Um, and because the offensive line was such an issue, mostly due to injuries last year, but because it was such an issue, being able to get somebody there, if they've deemed a first-round talent and you can get him, you know, and he can be fit in there, obviously there's a learning curve there, you know, especially because, you know, I don't know if he's – I honestly – I don't Careful know if there. he's uh, a left tackle or right tackle, but – you know, they have um, Peters still at left tackle, um, you know, not knowing where they would want to fit him in. But you can't you can't go wrong with having too many offensive linemen. No, you're um, right. And in this scheme where you don't need a ton of time, but you need to be able to let your quarterback make those first few reads um, and get the ball out of his hands. I, I definitely feel like offensive line is a key spot. I would love Marcus Peters talent wise. It scares the crap out of me that you got kicked out of a college football. Because just think about all the things we know about all the players. And I'm not saying just Washington. I'm not saying that this doesn't happen in Penn State. I'm just saying, like, in major college football, to get kicked off the team. Well, think about what you must do. And it wasn't. Like, it's not. It's usually not an isolated incident. There's usually lots of stuff you don't know about. And it, well, and the thing is, it wasn't. I think the you know the final straw was stuff that actually was not. Literally, not literally on the field, but not like off the field, out of – it was literally stuff on the team. Right. Like, you think he fought with coaches. Right, yeah. And that's that's a that's huge not red gonna flag. That's not going to fit at all. Look, look, and I'm a strong believer in more so than style and all of that stuff, LaShawn McCoy and Chip Kelly, there was just a personality conflict there. And that's why he's gone. Not because he wasn't – is, any running back, in my opinion, is – but you just when you have this situation, I, I think it's just they could really use defensive secondary help. They signed a bunch of free agents in the defensive secondary. Do you try and bring in young guys to kind of mix and match in there? And you know, as you the cap hits grow on some of these guys, you know, you release them and you 
you don't have those big money contracts all going the whole way through. Like, I don't know, you know, um, but I think Marcus Peters is a big risk. Wide receiver, if if there's one you really like there, um, I know Chip Kelly got a value pick with Matthews last year in the second round. There's been talk that he's worked out some smaller school guys. I know over the last couple of weeks, and maybe you could get in the second round. Um, <coughs> it's it's interesting right now because, you know, I don't really know. You know, if Jordan Matthews can become your possession re- receiver, that's that's awesome. Um, in the NFL now, it seems like you need that blazing fast guy who can stretch the field. Um, so I don't know if they would go that route with a wide receiver. Honestly, a secondary guy or or an offensive lineman is what I want. Who, who's time. your pick? If of My those pick lists. right here, I probably right now having the Eagles in the offensive line situation they're in, I take TJ Clemmings. You take Clemmings. Yeah. All right. I'm going to roll with you since this is your team. Okay. Of those choices, I think I go strong. And and that could be. I don't know enough about him. Um, he's a – I wouldn't overlook it because he's, he's a Pac-10 slash Pac-12 wide receiver. So, Chip Kelly knows him. Don't overlook that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd go Jalen Strong. I just think the Eagles need the receiver help. You know, I like Jordan Matthews. I, I was all in on him last oh, absolutely. year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I and think it's not adding strong on him. No, no, any, my gosh. Any team no. that need, has one wide receiver, three or four. right? Any team that has one wide receiver is in trouble. And you could argue that the Eagles' one is Jordan Matthews, and he's kind of unproven just because he's uh, he was a rookie last year. And then your second one, <clears throat> the guy I was hoping they could get in the second round just went to the Browns, Doriel Beckham Green. <laughs> but um, oh, uh, yeah, Doriel Beckham. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so in your scenario, you know, we're up to the 52nd pick, this 20th pick in round two. Yeah. The Eagles are on the clock. You took an offensive line, and they're still one of the better offensive linemen left on the board. One of those things you never know. But there is cornerback health. Uh, there are wide receivers, one of which I know um, both myself and Kyle Krabs are very high on is Nelson Aguilar from USC. Uh, running backs, probably, again, not not likely, I would think. I don't want to, I don't want a running back in the first two days. Unless – like it, I'll be honest. If if they're sitting there at this second pick, um, which is what fifty two. Yep. If they're, so if they're sitting at fifty two, and you know one of the top guys for some reason has slipped. Okay, but I uh, T.J. Yeldon was fun to watch last year at Alabama, but um, I don't really know. I I don't think running back is necessarily where I would go. When offensive lineman, I don't think there's any way they go offensive lineman in the first two picks. Um, no, I, I don't believe so either. So I think it comes down to Ronald Darby, the cornerback <laughs> of Florida State, uh, Devin Smith, wide receiver from Ohio State, Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver from USC, uh, then probably maybe Walford from Miami. I don't think so. I think they're high on earth, although they, I'm sure he'd like to have two tight ends, and Selleck, I think, is on, on his way out eventually. Um, you could see that one another a couple other cornerback options in Quentin Rollins from Miami and Eric Rowe, who both could possibly be better at safety. Um, I think you probably draw the line there. I mean, I like Trey Jackson, the guard from Florida State, but like you said, they took Clemens in the first. I highly doubt you're going to take him in the second. Right. So, again, I'm going to let you steer your team. Do you I'm, want cornerback, wide receiver? Or... I'm going to go where you mentioned. I'm going wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar. I, I think that's the, that's the exact pick that I would make. Um, <laughs> now, in my scenario, you know, I took strong in the first round. Um, I, you have no idea how it would have played out if, if it right, would have right. went that way. But seeing Aguilar now – 
He's been on the board now both times we've done this simulation. Well, last week when I did it with Kyle, and now this week with you. Um, I, you know, if I'm an Eagles fan and you can guarantee yourself Nelson Aguilar in round two, just like you got Jordan Matthews last year, I think that's an excellent, excellent value and would be a wonderful pick in addition to the Eagles offense. All right, so this is the last one for the Eagles here. We're doing round three again. This is fanspeak.com's on-the-clock function where you become the uh, front office manager for a team. I uh, use a variety of big boards to figure out uh, how the drafts are going to play out. And uh, here we are with the uh, Eagles. We're in round three now with overall pick 84. So the Eagles have added under the tutelage of Justin Raffoff, offensive tackle or offensive lineman T.J. Clemmings in round one. And in round two, he just took Nelson Aguilar, the wide receiver from USC. You're probably leaning secondary help, I would think. And yeah. a couple of them are still on the board in um, DB's Eric Rowe from Utah, Alex Carter from Stanford, and Quandre Diggs from Texas. Yeah. Uh, is there are, anyone else that jumps out to you? Those are the three that are that are really um, sticking out to me. Now, I just picked a wide receiver in the last one. I, I'm not going that way again. But I have seen the Trey McBride stuff, William and Mary part of just that, that small yep. school kid who just put up ridiculous um, numbers and highlights kind of last year. Um, so he's there. I, I don't think that's where we're going. Just a name that kind of pops out to me. Um, <coughs> I, I really don't know. I kind of liked Alex Carter from Stanford. Just, I, I don't know. It is kind of a bias. I like going with the Stanford players. Um, again, Part of it is who I like. Part of it is who I think Chip would right. like. You, you and want to lean towards what you think they're going to do, not necessarily who you would take. Right. I think Alex Carter is a guy that I could see Chip Kelly taking. I see you have highlighted lower on the list. Um, I'm not even going to try to say the name. Ifo Ekpre Olomu. Yeah. Uh, he's been had been dealing with injuries. Uh, there was a chance he was going to come out last year, and DraftSec had him in the first-round pick. Doesn't always make Chip shy away. No. Um, <laughs> and he is in Oregon, and I I believe Chip, Chip Kelly recruited him. You know, people were having him go to the Eagles last year in the draft before he decided to return. So, But it, another – just kind of on a side note, you know, we joke about this, um, you know, the Pac-12 doesn't play defense, all that stuff, but – in reality, Pac-12 secondary guys uh, go one-on-one a lot more than other places, in my opinion. You know, because like you're playing a lot of teams that just throw the ball all right. the time. Um, you know, as opposed to you know, I, I love Penn State, but you're not seeing Penn State secondary guys on here a whole lot. You know what I mean? Like no, although I have, I, seen I know there are other Adrian Amos right, been shooting and he up. has been shooting up, and he's getting lots of workouts and everything like that, and deservedly so. Um, but I, you know, it, you don't a lot of times see a ton of Big Ten, you know, secondary guys. Now Michigan State had a couple who Trey Wayne you know, this had, year. Right. They had um, decreased in our last right. year. My but, dad says no matter who they pick, <laughs> he says no matter who they pick, the Eagles, it's not going to help them anyway. All right, so I I think you're you're saying we I'm, need I'm secondary. Going, I'm going Alex Carter. You want Alex Carter? Yeah. All right. I can't I can't say I disagree. Um. Uh, you know, any I, of those. Eric Rose is right, a good, great option. Right. I, I am high on Quandre Diggs and the Oregon connection with Ekpre Olomu. Uh, any of those would work well. Um, I, I think the way the draft unfolded was an absolute windfall for the Eagles. I think if these are their first three picks, th that's an excellent draft where you get security on the offensive line, which you need in this league. And uh, you get the, another wide receiver after losing Macklin, and you add a young 
depth to your secondary despite adding those two in free agency. You always got to be developing them, especially depending on what they do with Boykin. But, you know, you're seeing more often than not, you're seeing at least three, if not four wide receiver sets, or even, you know, if you find the big enough, strong enough cornerback safety to cover a tight end, that's, you know, more often or not, you're in nickel and dime packages anyway. So oh, tackle TJ Clemmings, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, and cornerback Alex Carter were Justin's pick for the Eagles in this draft simulation. All right. Who are we going to go to next? Um, I believe we're going to go to um, that other team in the NFC East. Yeah, we're going to go to the Dallas Cowboys now, and I won't make you draft for them because I'm sure I you will. probably would tank. I will. <laughs> you probably would tank them as much as possible. So yeah, I'm how gonna, far down does this scroll? <laughs> right, I'm going to I'm going to take over the Cowboys here for this next simulation, and uh, we'll do the same three rounds we've been doing, and we're going to use uh, fan speak <laughs> on the clock composite big boards, and move right along here. All right, three rounds for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's draft. They're picking later than the Eagles. Uh, way down, I believe, I think at 27 is where the uh, Cowboys will make their first pick. I, I have a decent handle on their needs and who they may be focusing on um, with my work from Draft Tech. So let's see how the draft plays out for them. Let's see who they have the Eagles take. Alvin Dupree. He's, uh, he, they have him listed as a defensive end for the Eagles. He'd be a rush linebacker. All right, so now the guy that I was aiming for for the Cowboys, because I think it would make a perfect pick after losing DeMarco Murray and the rumors surrounding Adrian Peterson, which is not going to happen, by the way. I wanted Todd Gurley. The Ravens took him at 26. Oh, man. Okay, so literally the spot right in front of me, um, I, I lose out on Todd Gurley. So what are they going to do now? What are the Cowboys going to do? So there's a, a lot of interesting options up on the board for me uh, at this point at pick 27. Um, we got defensive lineman Eddie Goldman from Florida State, wide receiver Jalen Strong, who was uh, would have been my pick for the Eagles in the last round, or excuse me, for the Eagles pick that we did um, just uh, a few minutes ago. Um, uh, Melvin Gordon is available. He's generally the second-ranked running back. Um, he's coming out of Wisconsin. Uh, you know, I – I'm not necessarily all in on him as much as I would be on Gurley. And if Gurley didn't tear his ACL, I think he could have possibly been a top 10 pick yeah, this year. I, no, I agree. Um, I've heard that lots of places too. Um, now, our draft tech um, analyst went with a cornerback in the last one. And the cornerback that he selected is actually available. And I know that the Cowboys have been struggling in the secondary. They haven't been getting um, – they're, the players that they've drafted or acquired in free agency haven't lived up to the hype, and that may maybe have been one of the issues um, uh, that the, the Cowboys needed to address this offseason. Uh, so cornerback Kevin Johnson from Wake Forest, he's on the board and would be um, a nice addition to the Cowboys. They don't really need offensive linemen. They have one of the best offensive lines yeah. in the league. So Andres Pete or Jake Fisher would just kind of be uh, uh, unnecessary. Now there's a possibility maybe the Cowboys prefer Byron Jones, uh, from Connecticut at cornerback, or even Jalen Collins from LSU. I don't think they go wide receiver necessarily. Um, I think I'm going to go with Kevin Johnson from Wake Forest. I, I don't doubt um, the draft tech uh, Cowboys analyst. I think he makes the right decision there. And the other options, probably my backup would have been Eddie Goldman from Florida State. I think the Cowboys um, could improve their uh, the depth and talent along the defensive line and uh, possibly – look to, um, you know, win the NFC East again, which no one saw happening last year. We actually thought they'd be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, 
and surprised everyone. So in the first round of this draft simulation for the Cowboys, I went with a cornerback out, Kevin Johnson from Wake Forest. Now let's see how the second round plays out here, coming up here. All right, we're in the mid-rounds, or the, the mid-picks. Mid Eagles just took, hey, an outside linebacker. Hey. All right, so now round two for the Cowboys. What do they need? Now, they have do have running back options. I talked about how I like Todd Gurley. They lost to Marco Murray. Obviously, they added Darren McFadden. Um, another guy that I think is flying a bit under the radar is Kevin Coleman from Indiana. He had a lot of comparable statistics to Melvin Gordon from Wisconsin, but doesn't seem to get the hype. Uh, he might be a solid second round addition. Obviously, I don't, I'm not going to go with another cornerback, but until his uh, DUI arrest, PJ Williams was a guy I really liked from Florida State. I think they stay away from him, though, there. Um, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Philip Dorsett, a couple of wide receivers available. Do you think PJ Yeldon gets a look from them? Or do you think they're looking more for a guy like. Um, I, I don't know. Yeldon, Yeldon. I, I think people are starting to get wary of Alabama running back. I, no, and and that's understandable. Understandable. Um, I I just I don't know because he's such like a physical beast. I don't know that Jerry Jones could stay away. You I know think what I, I mean? right. No, I, I understand that. Is there anyone from Arkansas available? <laughs> I, I was thinking that. <laughs> now I need to make a decision here. Do I want to go with the? Kevin Coleman, who I think would be a nice addition there. I'm higher on him than Yeldon, so I wouldn't go in that direction. Amir Abdullah has um, versatility and fumbling issues. I do like a J a J.I. from Boise State. Um, so Coleman or J.I. would be an interesting uh, contribution to the Cowboys. The only other option, I think, floating around out there would be either defensive end Nate Orchard from Utah and defensive tackle Xavier Cooper from Washington State, in my opinion. I think those are guys – that uh that the Cowboys could look to uh to add in the second round, but I'm actually gonna think that they're gonna um, try to replace Murray with two people, and I'm gonna go with Tevin Coleman for the Cowboys here in round two. And it, it makes sense to replace him with two people because that's how most of the systems go now. Right? right. You don't see a lot of teams taking their one guy and just running him into the ground, um, unless you're the Cowboys, and that's pretty much what they did with Marco Murray <laughs> and then the Eagles sign him. <laughs> Coming out on top of that one. All right. Now, while we're waiting for the third round to shake out, uh, we're getting more text from my dad here about the Cowboys. Um, if the Cowboys get Peterson, how will that affect um, what they have to get, have to give up first round pick? If they give up first round pick, they're stupid. And I don't think they're going to. I think Stephen Jones has his, uh, his dad under control. Uh, I think they know what his value is going to be. He's a 30 year old running back. He's been injury prone in the past. The NFL has him under, you know, a watch under alert because of what's gone on. If the Vikings are desperate to get rid of him, maybe you no, offer a second round pick. I think the Vikings are desperate to get rid of him because in, in the, with that, I say new CBA, but under the current CBA, if, if he sits out and doesn't play, he loses right. a year. Like he doesn't, mm -hmm. doesn't get paid. Doesn't get it. That year doesn't go towards free agency. He, he loses it. Like, He's basically forfeiting his career if he chooses not to play for the Vikings. Essentially, you know, yeah. and and if he doesn't play well, everyone's going to be like, "Up, oh, running back over thirty, and he's not going to get anything." Relatively speaking, mm -hmm. you know, when he when the Vikings do cut him or do move on from him, right? Yeah, the Vikings have all of the cards in this, and 
I, I don't I don't it's think it's the Vikings, so I don't know that they'll play it right. This is the team that couldn't get their draft pick in on time, I believe two years in a row. <laughs> and so I don't think that um you know there's a chance it, it could could happen, but I just I, I don't see it happening. And, and if I'm the Vikings, though, I say I, I set the price at a, at a first overall and and stuff, you know, and others. Because not first overall, but your first round pick. Because listen, if you're willing to give up that much for him, sure I'll trade him. But if you're not, then then we're keeping him. You know what I mean? Like set a high price because you don't need to trade him. But if somebody's going to be stupid enough to do it, then then take advantage of it. Especially if they can trade him to somewhere, you know. Obviously, they're not going to trade him in the NFC North or anything like right. that. Right. But I, I addressed the the need at the defensive line, and I think the way the draft shook shook out, I got to go with uh, Jerry Jones's alma mater in Arkansas, and went with defensive end Trey Flowers. So the Cowboys draft played out: cornerback Kevin Johnson, running back Kevin Coleman, defensive end, uh, defensive lineman Trey Flowers. So that's the Cowboys, and we're going to start over here now and move on to another. Uh, NFL team that's familiar with the uh, with our listeners, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and uh, their uh, Star Wars helmet is up on the site. If you're watching us, we're gonna move on and do those them now. We're gonna roll through these quickly because I do want to con- do every team, and we're running out of, of time. So we're gonna go through pretty quickly with this. Again, this is Fanspeak.com's on the clock mock draft simulator using composite big boards for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Three rounds. Here we go. Okay. I think in every single one of these, Jameis Winston was the first pick. I yeah, haven't been Mariota, taking notice where Mariota uh, went. He went this second time, in the first one. We oh, did he? Okay, and this I one he went sixth. Yeah. Dolphins took Waynes in this one. Let's see who the Eagles take. Eagles took Peters. And Need, sure. I know, no, but okay. not a Need is the guy who's always in trouble. Now, the Steelers are up. They've got a decent amount of needs, including a retired Troy Palomalu. Yeah, I, I, to me, it's pretty clear who they take here, or let me rephrase that, who they should take, but I don't know that they do. They do they look at cornerback because they just lost like Taylor as well. Right. Like, um, I could see them taking Kevin Johnson or Byron Jones. Um, they I they certainly have a need at safety with Paul Malagano, though he's been a shell of himself the last few years, anyways. Uh, some people aren't as high on Landon Collins as um, a lot of these mock draft sites are. He's ranked 16th on this composite big board. I think they could go that direction. They've really stayed away from DBs. And the guy that I'm looking at right now, they have a penchant for developing rushers. And if there's a place that someone should go that's had problems, it's probably Pittsburgh because of the consistency in ownership you have and the running, willingness. You have a running back who's already going to miss the this first three true. games because of marijuana DUI. Like, I don't, I don't, I think that might be a tough sell this year. I think Randy Gregory is a tough sell this year um, because your second best player, if you want to count Ben as your best player, or maybe your third, I don't know. It depends where you put uh, Antonio Brown and all that. But like your best pick from last year or two years ago is now in trouble. So um I, I think they go away from Randy Gregory, even though the potential is there for him to be a great player. Then I think, while I went Kevin Johnson for the Cowboys in the last one, I think I'm going to go with Byron Jones this time around. He's I been agree. a guy really rising. They need DB help. I am passing on I, Landon Collins. Me but, too, because I think a team's going to draft the cornerback over the safety when they don't view a big gap. Now, if you have like an incredible safety, 
okay, go ahead. But like, I think they're going to go with cornerback first because you can get it's easier to get a safety later, I think, than the cornerback. Yeah, this is a weak safety class, and uh, the Steelers might feel that they have better options in house than what's going to be available. All right, so we're in the second but round with the Steelers here. Your your cornerbacks sometimes can become safeties. Your your safeties don't usually become cornerbacks. Right, like, it's, exactly. It's, it's like your starting pitchers can become relievers. <laughs> usually your relievers don't become starting pitchers. The Eagles took Devin Smith over Aguilar there. I'm not sure I would have done that. But the Steelers are on the clock with uh, Aguilar, Yeldon, uh, Tomlinson, Duke Johnson, Philip Dorsett, Grady Jarrett, Clive Walford. I think actually knowing that while they love Heath Miller, he's not going to play forever. He's been there a long time. And uh, one of the the better um, tight ends in this class is former Hurricanes tight end Clive Walford. So I I think that's where I would go with so Byron Jones in round one, cornerback from Connecticut. Clive Walford, tight end from Miami, Florida, in round two. We'll do one more round with who, the Steelers who, before wrapping this up. Is, who is their backup quarterback? Did they draft a quarterback last year? They did. Uh, well, a couple was it last year or two years ago? Landry Jones, that's right, right, Oklahoma. That's right. That's right. We're going to finish uh, the AFC. We'll do my AFC East teams. Uh, we'll, we'll start next week with the Ravens and then do the, my Dolphins and then the Patriots. Well, so we'll do three this week, three next week. Um, obviously, we're going to talk NFL draft next week because it's the last show before the actual draft. And we'll do these three scenarios with those teams, Ravens, Dolphins, Patriots. But we'll also get to talk about the NFL schedule release, which will be coming out either Tuesday or Wednesday this week. All right, last pick. We're in round three with the Steelers here. They got a cornerback and a tight end. We mentioned they need more defensive back help. The safety, Josh Shaw from USC. Maybe they get lucky with another USC safety. Uh, he is the guy that had that questionable uh, reports on what happened to his injury. Uh, he said that he jumped to save, I think, his nephew or a cousin yeah. at a party, and it turned out that that was not the case. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, Xavier Cooper's there from Washington State. You know, um, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I know there's – a lot of turnover and the Steelers defense in general um, from coordinator on down. <laughs> and so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out this year and how that is reflected in their draft. Cause there's definitely needs there. Um, you know, they had, they had some people uh, walk away. Uh, some, some people retired um, all over the place. Didn't, was it worlds? Did he retire? Too? Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, he was like, actually a free agent. I, but I know then he, he walked agent, away. But like he, he walked away too. Like, so really, they had. I know he's free agent, but they had three of maybe their top players on defense retire this year. Right, that's kind of crazy. It is um, crazy. Uh, you know, thinking about it here, looking at who, how the board fell, we already got some defensive back help. We added a, a tight end for the future. Le'Veon Bell suspended. They got rid of Blunt last year. Who's who's taking over for um, Bell? Who's our backup right now? I don't even know. I, I can't even think of him off the top of my head. Because they, they usually have two or three guys that they kind of rotate right. through. Um, but but looking at some of the names available in the third round, um, I, again, I'm not high on Abdul because of the fumbling issues, but either Duke Johnson or J.I. from Boise State, I'd be happy with them. I think either of them could fit in Pittsburgh. Oh, they have – don't they have one of the scat backs? Was, or did he go to Jacksonville? There was no, two recently do. that the Steelers and Jaguars each got one. Is it Dry Archer? Yeah, he, yeah, no, they do. They have. Okay. They, yeah. I don't. Obviously, he's not a feature back. 
Um, could you pair him? I honestly, I probably would go with um, a J.A. from Boise State. I know he was actually Kyle Krabs' second-ranked running back behind Gurley in front of Gordon. So the Steelers get him in the third round. So Byron Jones, Clyde Walford, J.A. J.I. from Boise State, those are the three Steelers picked on this uh, uh, fan speak on the clock mock draft simulation here on the Joe Mays and J.R.F. show. All right, so that was the Steelers. We did Eagles, Cowboys, Steelers, and just show it up there. That's how things played out in the first three rounds um, with the Steelers picks right over here. All right, so that's, um, you know, the first part of our uh, NFL draft scenario show. We'll come back with the second part to analyze the Ravens, Dolphins, and Patriots next week, as well as Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.